0: buddy good evening welcome back to welcome back to Monday and it's the 16th day of October we're hanging out to kick off a week a full week of quite frankly after a little bit of a planned break in October that usually happens at the same time almost the same place But uh, we had some good times, did we not? Friday, Saturday morning, it was great to have a little coffee time with you over there in the mountains and uh, see what everybody's doing and a little bit of interplay with the chat room and give you a glimpse into into the really nothing that was going on. All the important things are really almost nothing, if you think about it. But now we're back to the grind. But it's a grind that I love. It really is. I, I, I always know we're timing vacations perfectly. We're toward the last couple of days of vacation. You're like, okay, I had enough. I think I've had enough. Let's go back. Let's get back into the groove again. Let's bring on to the next the next set of the year. And let's keep this cycle going. And here we are chilling tonight. It's just going to be you and I. I'm going to be taking calls. I have some things I want to talk about. There's some things left over from last week, but that were expanded on over the weekend. Obviously, there's, you know, the obvious. What well, we left off with with Michael Collins on Tuesday night, a little bit of the, uh, the the war gaming that was going on and what has been presented to us over the last five days. So I think that we'll have a good time tonight. And I hope we get a lot of your calls. The number is 914-200-0269. That's the general line. We don't have any specialty hotlines tonight. Uh, we'll be doing a, we'll, we'll have some topics tomorrow. We've got a great guest coming in on Thursday is the 19th. Great guest coming on Thursday. So Wednesday night, we're going to have a good topical show as well, too. Of course, it's the last two weeks of October, so we've got to get nice and spooky with it. And I've got some things that we can sink our teeth into tonight on that end. A a doppelganger, very strange doppelganger story that somebody uh, sent in to me that we can get to if we have the time. And there's a few other things there, too. A strange dream, a prophetic dream, perhaps. I've got that and more. But uh, otherwise, I just really want to hear what's been going on with you guys. And anything goes with the open lines tonight, for the most part. You know, I don't really have anything I'm tied to. I, whenever there's been a, a big break, the, the first thing I like doing is just getting back into the swing of things with with everybody and seeing how you've been. So I'm glad that you found, hopefully you found your regular spot. Nobody's sitting in it because that sucks. But um welcome back thank you to my sponsor blue i was using blue monster preps uh the two-way radios i got the midland radios that i got from them all weekend man when we go up into the the mountains i love putting those radios to use love putting them to use because you know there's no real consistent coverage of anything you don't have a lot of coverage up there so, especially if we're all getting in the car and we're we're driving to a restaurant in Lake George or something like that, and or just going to the the uh, the grocery store to get stuff to cook for that evening, connect all of the cars with those radios, and it's a lot of fun because, of course, talking on the radio with people like Matt and Mike and Anthony and all that, you can you can imagine the kind of the kind of stuff that's being said. That's a lot of fun. I actually look forward to going up there just for being able to talk with people uh, in other cars on the radio. Don't do that all very often down here. So thank you to Blue Monster Prep. Blue Monster Prep, practicing with their equipment over the weekend. Get to BlueMonsterPrep.com. We are also going to be announcing a coffee, a quite frankly coffee. And I was very, very upset that I had to whittle this down to one because four companies sent stuff out to us. But I'm going to give very loving Thanks to everybody in the meantime, but we're going to have a coffee to announce within a, maybe about a week or so because we just wanted to do one more quick taste testing and and then we'll have something to tell you about. But that'll be in time for the holidays. Hopefully we have some new merch by uh, the time November hits. And uh, there's more on my to-do list, but thank you guys. It's good to have you. At 8.30 tonight, we've got the third session of Book Club with Jay Dyer. For Mario Puzo's The Godfather and it's been, it's so great I read all of my chapters during the break in the mountains I've even been sneaking, I, I can't help myself I was like, Frank, just read the book and then watch the movies no, I've been watching the movies in between each reading I can, I'm i like on overdrive right now it's so—it's such an incredibly renewed experience because you get so much in between especially, its it's almost like it's almost like seeing the night sky in, in the, the mountains as opposed to night sky down here in the suburbs and urbanized areas. You know, you get your, your Big Dipper, you can find Orion's belt, Draco will pop out and say hello from time to time. But when you get somewhere where the light pollution is nil and all of a sudden the black in between the stars is nothing but it's just infinity it's infinity and aurora got to see the stars for the first time okay cuz last last year you know she she was just about 2 and she was just sleeping by 7 or so we would bring her out and she wouldn't she didn't really have any interest but this time when well, we brought her outside she's seen stars she's seen planets before but it's like the big ones the most the bright polaris things like that uh you know mars things that really stand out venus But this time, when she looked up, man, she was shaking with excitement. You know, calling her, like, look, look. It was great. It was great. And that's exactly what it's like when you read a, um, when you have a book that is translated so beautifully into a movie, and then you go back and forth and you can see everything in between. Oh, man, the the enhancements, is just, it's fantastic. Anywho, anywho. I would also like to get anybody out there to send me emails about any kind of strange customs or traditions that you have, especially around this time, time of year. I want to hear about strange customs and traditions, anything that has to do with local folklore, that's always very nice, and uh, I'm going to be uh, printing out or, or publishing a couple of really nice threads soon on the on the on uh, the forum that will go hand-in-hand hand with that, but... In the meantime, let's just jump into what we know best at this time of night. A little bit of grab bagging, shall we? Yes, indeed. First one up. Oh, I was watching a little bit of the Astros-Rangers game last night. Good job, Rangers. I'm pulling for you all the way. Um, Last time I checked that they were beating the Astros again, the lousy bastards. Uh, But Astros fans, let me just say, what the hell do you think about the, the ugly oxy... Corporate sponsor patch on the uh, the jersey sleeve. I mean, I thought that the Nike logo getting added to the right breast of all MLB players was Disgusting enough, but man Astro's jersey looks like it's a NASCAR jacket right now Disgusting hopefully they get eliminated so the rest of the country doesn't have to look at those fucking jerseys for too much longer (laughs) Oh anyway moving on to the next thing Here's a headline that everybody's going to relate to. New York Post, I was too embarrassed to ask about the smell in my bedroom. It was a danger sign nobody should ignore. Something seemed fishy. A young wife in Scotland confessed that her marital bedroom reeked of old fish for weeks before she screwed up the courage to seek advice, the son reported. Now Claudia Anderson, 26 years old, wishes that she hadn't waited and is doing her best to warn others of the troubling reason behind the olfactory assault. What Anderson had worried might have been something embarrassing, turned out in fact to be something very dangerous. Why would she worry it was something embarrassing? I kind of like, what, what, what is she saying? Was it coming from her or something like that? Wouldn't you know? I think you can cross that one off the list pretty quick. Because they don't get into what the embarrassing thing could be. The unpleasant odor was being caused by an electrical issue that could have caused a fire in her home. The sheepish sheepish spouse, who goes by Miss Claudia on TikTok, of course she's a TikTok, posted a video of her cautionary tale late last month and has since garnered over 33,000 views. Fishy smell in your bedroom? Call an electrician. For some of you. For others take a shower so I don't know what exactly what causes the fishy smell um maybe it's just like ozone (laughs) I don't know I don't know but either way an electrician came over and they found it and uh, all was well that's what it was they caught it right before it burst into flames don't need another tragedy to befall Scotland All right, well, here's another thing that I think was probably one of the the better things to happen over the weekend. Uh, It was Mike Pence being called gay. Mike Pence was being accused of being gay at a campaign stop. He's still campaigning? What's going on with this? Uh... Mike Pence was heckled. Somebody screams out at him, you promised today was our coming out day. Let's, let's take a listen to this. I'm sure that, that Pence was not ready to do, do this on this day in particular, but it happened anyway. Sometimes the, the day chooses you. And,
1: uh, we're running because we simply believe with all humility that I'm the most qualified,
2: the most experienced, the most tested conservative seeking the Republican nomination.
0: Most qualified, experienced, and tested homosexual. That is on the Republican field right now.
1: Mike Pence, are you going to tell them? We him. commit our campaign to the he American people. And, was uh, our coming out day. We commit our future uh, to uh, <laughs> Here's the word vice president. Excuse me one second. Proof. Here's the proof. sir. Mike Pence, I'll admit your John Deere is bigger than mine. <laughs> I apologize for that. Please go ahead.
0: Where's the proof? I want to see the proof.
1: We don't know what the future holds for our.
0: I'll admit your John Deere is bigger than mine. I thought this. Hold on, I want to hear that. Let's go back to it.
1: Here's the proof. Our campaign. Tell them. Our campaign.
0: I love that. Tell them. I love the whining. Tell them like he's a a jilted lover.
1: The American people, and, uh, our coming out day. we commit our, uh, we commit our, Mike Pence we commit and I our are future to... <laughs> Mike Pence and I are gay!
0: <laughs> this, we need more of this. This will heal the world. I really do believe this will heal the world. This is what we need.
1: To, uh, gay. Excuse
0: <laughs> We're gay. Here's the, go. Proof. Go. Here's the
1: proof. Sir. This... Mike Pence. We don't know what the future is but, Is that the end of uh, it? The people of the Granite State. We can trust
0: our... He just went on, just wanted to make sure that uh, didn't pay it any mind. Um, yeah, well, we'll see what happens with that. I wanted to see the proof. What was the proof? Was it like, you know, one of those those uh, those hidden Braveheart marriages? Can you imagine if there is, there is video of Mike Pence having a secret Braveheart marriage uh, to a man? In like the woods somewhere he's got a little wreath of flowers around his head <laughs> oh gosh please let it be true all right well moving on moving on I'm sure you saw maybe you haven't seen some of the news this is a quick hit from the Washington Post uh, judge Chutkin issued a limited gag order for Trump in a DC January 6 case Tanya Chutkin said Monday she will impose a limited gag order on former President Donald Trump in advance of his election interference trial, essentially committing election interference by taking away his free speech in the middle of a sham election. Isn't it ironic? But irony is all they have. Uh, and it was requested by prosecutors, so of course she's going to uh, concede. The gag order, she said, is a ruling in a ruling issued from the bench after hearing will all pro- prohibit all parties from statements publicly targeting special counsel jack smith his staff her staff or any other court personnel what pussies what pussies they can go out there and they can they can concoct this crap and drag an entire nation and and in turn a planet along for the ride into the mud but don't talk about uh don't say anything disparaging freaks you pussy freaks Statements about the families of those individuals are absolutely prohibited as well. So there you have it. Rich Barris had something to say about this one. Rich said this on Twitter. The gag order issued against Donald Trump is election interference. D.C. jury pool is already tainted. It's just tainted against the defendant. Jack Smith, already known for his dubious record, is now free to leak like a sieve. To a corrupt media further influencing an already tainted juror pool. Voters are on the verge of again electing Donald Trump president. They are doing everything in their power to stop it, to stop voters. It's a banana republic. Well, out of all the things, out of all the things that uh, you never expected them to I I don't know if any of you had the return of Islamic terrorism as one of the possible reasons for a 2024 election disruption on your bingo card. But it's it's it seems uh, it seems really, really possible that that is going to happen. Here is a little bit from from uh, what's his name? The guy with the the dick for a nose. Director Ray. There he is with the Lego another one with Lego man hair. That pops off in one click, that hair right there. Probably, you, I, I bet you any money, what kind of cologne do you think he uses? I bet you any money he uses Brute. I bet you any money Christopher Ray uses Brute cologne, buys it at CVS for seven ninety nine a gallon. That's what he smells like, cheap bastard. FBI Director Ray issues an urgent warning. This is from End Wokeness. Hamas style terror attacks might be coming to the US soil. Good thing we have a secure border, right? All right, listen. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats and we've gotta be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events. Especially for lone actors. You know, that's the crazy thing about this latest resurrection of Islamic terrorism is that in the past, there was no distinction; nobody was really tiptoeing around it. But it, it's it now. It's one of those things where see something, say something. But watch what you say about what you see, and let's just let's let's try to let's try to create new caveats about what what's going on here. It's so crazy, it's so crazy. This nonsense. We got to get into a little bit of what's happened uh, in the Middle East since since Tuesday, and then I'll open up the, the lines for whatever kind of calls you have because this is obviously not going away and is really just it's just a a new appendage of what how what the the the, the situation in eastern europe that we were wondering how that was going to be morphed into something else it wasn't going to go away either because ultimately what this is really about at least in large part is that there needs to be something there needs to be something that uh that gives everybody a little bit of an out a little bit of some wiggle room in in uh in avoiding responsibility for the collapse of the dollar has to be i mean just just something to throw the scent off just a little bit i, I don't think anybody out there really thinks that we can afford wars even though janet yellen and the, the the pentagon says that there's enough weapons for everybody you get a weapon you get a weapon everybody's getting rockets we can give it to Ukraine. We can give it to Israel. We can give it to ourselves when we have to fight all the people that they're fighting, even though we're already fighting the people that they're fighting. We are them. We are, we're everybody. We're everywhere. We're nowhere. And we've got the money and the rockets for it all. Isn't that incredible? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, the dollar can't handle it. There is no such thing as a dollar, really. Going up to the mountains over the last week and going grocery shopping, We would do damage to our bodies in in prior, like, years. We go, like, five, six years back. And even even as early as, like, just maybe three years ago, well, no, 2020, we didn't go up. Like, 2019, 21, even then, really irresponsible with what we did to our bodies up there. Just, it was just pig out time. And we loved it. But we spent such considerably less, well, no, 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 no we put considerably less food in our stuff in our uh in our baskets. We bought such considerably less food and we were making lean choices. There's still some fun to be had. Plenty of ice cream from Stewarts up there. Stewart's ice cream is pretty damn good. It's not as good as Haggen in my uh in my estimation or Longfords, which is a local phenomenon around here. But um but still very good. I had the I had the 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 coffee cream and fudge. the coffee cream fudge. It's like coffee with fudge. It's just so good. There was another one there. I know I'm off topic. Uh, there was another Mike got a raspberry cheesecake raspberry cheesecake ice cream. I had one one of that. that was pretty good. There was a blueberry, one with not toasted almond, which is what I like from this other place. But there's a blueberry and cookie dough combination. That was pretty good. The Death by Chocolate was great. I mean, listen, we can go on and on about ice cream flavors. Don't get me started. The point of me saying this was we bought significantly less food. And we paid at least just as much. First day we went for, the first day we just went for food for the for breakfast the, the next day's breakfast and that night's dinner that's the first night and they said okay and then tomorrow we'll go there and we'll buy for the rest of the week the first night was three hundred twelve dollars now granted we were we had to be enough eggs and bacon and sausage for uh you know uh, eight people or so but damn man don't let anybody tell you that we have enough room in the budget we have enough money for a war on multiple fronts we ain't got nothing we ain't got nothing. That was in the middle of uh, That was in the middle of the Adirondacks on an off-season booking, all right? Disgusting. Anyway, got to watch out for uh, Islamic terror, but not not tr- but w- just lone wolves, individuals who are just out of their minds that don't actually have any kind of real connection to the faith, of course.
1: commit violence of their own.
0: Of their own. Be
1: on the lookout, especially For lone actors
3: who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence
0: of their own right so i'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense protecting our communities you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence right and then what do you do from there i don't know mobilizing the violence so we, we got that that gem over the weekend as well all right let's jump into this one shall we we'll be right back don't go anywhere
1: what is up guys mike collins here from wandering wolf productions at easter island and you are watching quite frankly
0: welcome to the show everybody it's great to have you on if you would please do me a favor give this episode a thumbs up if you're watching this on youtube or rumble Um, share the link with everyone you know and keep dumping those quite frankly superchat.com super chats on me quite frankly superchat.com that is how everybody can take part in the show and uh, no matter what platform you're watching the show on and keep dumping Uh, Your love on one another I'm going to get around to your calls I'm going to get around to all of your submissions on QuiteFranklySuperChat.com And the Rumble Rants And the Gold Pills on QuiteFrankly.tv Powered by Foxhole All throughout this abbreviated show But not too abbreviated Started a little bit early we got to end around 8.30 And then we're on to Book Club with Jay Dyer So let's get going so I just read, listen, made you listen to a little bit of Chris Ray from Over the Weekend, which was something in itself, and then I had I had to pick up any time that I see that James Howard Kunstler goes and makes something and publishes especially a brief article. Oh, I gotta grab it. He's a wonderful writer, and I think he really uh, encapsulates a lot, and it adds to what we just watched. The headline is, "Who do you, Who Do They Think They're Kidding? A din of war drums beating hasn't completely drowned out the barrage of lying bullshit issued by U.S. deep state blobsters in the effort to keep reality at bay from a citizenry gone restive and aggrieved over the seemingly deliberate ruination of our country by the people who run it. On Thursday, FBI Director Chris Wray and Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas Patrick Bateman, bald Patrick Bateman that guy warned Americans that terrorist threats are rising in the US since Hamas attacked Israel October 7th. Mr. Ray explained here in the US we cannot do and cannot discount the possibility that Hamas or other foreign terrorist organizations like, you know, white supremacists could exploit the conflict to call on their supporters to conduct attacks on our own soil. But they have to be alert for lone wolves. Lone wolves. Neither of these officials noted that the rising terror threat here had any relation to the thousands of aliens streaming daily across the U.S. border unvetted, or that the agencies under Homeland Security were helping to distribute them into every corner of America by plane and bus, giving them free cell phones, loaded to debit cards, and other rewards for breaking the law. And that lone wolf bit? Is it possible that any number of them actually arrived as trained and pre-organized cadres or squads? How would we know? Most of them are military-aged young men. These are unreasonable questions to ask, apparently, and if Hamas was so supernaturally successful uh, in secretly planning the mass murder and kidnapping uh, operation of the 10-7, the the October 7th, from Gaza, that uh, the world's supposedly top incel agencies were blindsided as it rolled out, why should Americans have any confidence that the FBI has a clue of what any of those unvetted border jumpers mutts are up to here? Yeah, yeah, well, we were talking about that before. That was one of the in the early goings of this yeah that's October 7th it's two Saturdays ago at this point and in the little time that we had with each other last week on Monday and Tuesday we got into the we didn't see it coming most the most advanced intelligence sharing apparatus in the world uh many times it is very hard to find where the CIA ends and the Mossad begins vice versa and and we're talking about a a post 9/11 world by two decades now all right living with the powers the authority that has been seized the overreach in two years that has become normalized the intelligence gathering and and, uh, and sharing get, get, we'll get into that and I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it But continuing on, since the FBI has been so preoccupied, uh, the duration of the Joe Biden regime tracking down every native-born living soul who attended the January 6th riot at the Capitol, instead of using the agency's assets to monitor alien networking, you have to wonder why Mr. Ray even bothers to comment on the current situation. He can only embarrass or incriminate himself more deeply. One thing for sure is not happening, any effort by Mr. Mayorkas and his 260,000 employees to make the U.S.-Mexico border any less porous. If it hadn't occurred to them yet, they might consider closing down the U.S.-funded United Nations operation in Central America with help from several international NGOs that is running way stations to transport aliens north to our border in 100-plus bus fleets at a time, taking every possible advantage to accelerate the flow. Yes. Again. There it is. I guess we'll have to see what happens. But he goes on, and he's almost done with this. That's why I love his articles. Speaking of mind-blowing bullshit emanating from a different pseudopod of DC Blob, former CIA director Leon Panetta chimed in with Fox News' Brett Baier last week to declare he still thinks that Hunter Biden's laptop was a Russian disinfo operation. (laughs) Mr. Panetta was a co-signer of the notorious letter from 50 other former U.S. Intel bigwigs on October 2020, a few weeks before the election, organized by former acting CIA director Mike Morrell to gaslight voters after the new york post published the existence of the laptop from hell and some of its sordid contents tended to incriminate the body biden family for foreign influence peddling and there's so many other things going on here but um uh He'll say we'll learn this week whether escalation of the war involving Israel and its enemies can be averted without giving Hamas a pass on consequences for its recent murder spree. We'll learn whether a meaningful opposition against the party of chaos can organize around a new House speaker. We'll learn whether that same assembly can begin the process of laying out a president's crimes for all of its nation to see, including the sizable cohort of citizens who relish official lying and being lied to. Well... Obviously a lot of that is being written tongue-in-cheek because I don't think there's a reasonable explanation X ex, ex, Expectation for anything like that to happen anything good and um, It's just nuts. That's Christopher and you know, the other thing there too is there's so much There is so much um, There's so much to say about the presentation of this new chapter in the war which is totally connected to what's going on in Ukraine Um so much to say, especially on CNN, you know um, in many ways, CNN, and I have not watched really anything aside from some of the, the highlights this is, I want to play you a clip that I played um, last th- uh, last Monday, Monday the ninth when I got home and I did the late night sh- uh, late night stream. In many ways, CNN hasn't really gotten much better on the production of their uh, their war reporting since the Gulf War sitcom aired. You know, in the in the early '90s. Now, I played this last week, but just really examine John Kirby's face and listen to him pretend to cry with uh, with Jake Tapper over here. Uh, Jake Tapper, who has fully embraced the Keith Olbermann, Portland, Oregon coffeehouse lesbian look, and um, and here this is uh, shortly after everything started popping off with Israel. Okay, in Israel, it's going back and forth. Well, listen to this. 50 it's 52 seconds long. Listen to John Kirby try to make himself cry.
2: I mean, the images that we're seeing of of children kidnapped, of of young of young women who have been uh, abducted, who have blood in their
0: pants because they've presumably been repeatedly raped. He's he, he's already biting his lip. He's already biting. No. It's horrifying i i there's been a lot of death and destruction in that region but i've never seen anything like this
2: i uh <clears throat> i
7: it, sorry it's it's very excuse me <laughs> very difficult to look at these images <clears throat> uh, it, it, and the, the the human cost and these are Human beings, their family members,
3: their
0: friends, their loved ones, cousins, brothers, sisters. Right.
7: Yeah, it's difficult.
0: Apologize. No, apologize. Apologize. He didn't even cry when it was it was made clear to all of us that he was in possession of intelligence that could have saved American soldiers from being blown up, blown up in Afghanistan when all that was going on with the uh, with the with the pullout in 2021. Why would anyone believe that these tears are real and they're not even tears? he's just pressing he's pressing his lips to get fucking amateur seriously amateur murderer over here pretending to cry you know th- this is the kind of shit you know I- i'm I'm sure that there's a lot of destruction going on out there right now. I'm sure that there's a lot of destruction, there's a lot of chaos and that people are dying. but what we are presented with constantly, is completely mutually exclusive to what's going on. And man, terrible, terrible. Whoever the hell's on the stage crew needs to be fired. They didn't, even, didn't even cry when, it was, uh, when he was the one responsible for the deaths. And then, of course, you know the one thing we didn't touch last week that was heated in debate over the weekend was the, the story of beheaded babies, which, number one, what a horrible thought. Number 1 horrible thought. And in war, children die as collateral damage all the time. Whether they're executed or not, it is it is it is a horrible horrible thought. But you know what? The reports of babies in incubators, that same thing that sold the Gulf War to the public and that ended up being a lie, the first thing I thought of was this is a horrible terrible thought. And I and I would never even think to ask for proof cuz why the hell would I, you know? You know but so it's just gonna have to remain a nightmarish possibility unfolding over there perhaps but uh, I you know just I'm sorry I'm 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 a little jaded and I am also flabbergasted at the sight of leftists shedding a tear over reports of butchered babies I that is why are you crying talking about John Kirby and his crocodile tears because I mean, is it because the mothers wanted these babies if they did, in fact, get put to death? Is that why? Therefore, because the mothers wanted them, they are human and worthy of being mourned? Is that, is that the situation going on here? Because if those mothers who uh, just lost children didn't actually want to be mothers, then there is absolutely no difference between an Arab militant and a surgeon at Planned Parenthood taking the child apart. None whatsoever. So, um, I mean, you would think that the war reports itself would be enough to churn your stomach. But I'm telling you, quietly observing the people around you react to reports and everything else can be far worse. It can be far more stomach-turning and churning just to watch people around you react. Especially if you know them and know things that they've said in the past, stances they've, they've taken. You're like, what the f- who are you pretending for or or are you that self unaware so there's a lot going on uh there's this one guy i was watching on uh, canadian prepper channel uh his name is what is his name Rafi Parsa Farber i forget anyway he is a he's an israeli i believe he is well i think he said israeli patriot of some some point but he is dubious about what the hell's going on. Yeah, Rafi Farber, and you know I've had a couple of followers and um, and audience members of this show who live in Israel that have gotten in touch with me, and and they have been concerned as well. They they have expressed that they believe these are all deep state wars, and and um, and they they know that they're caught in the middle of all this as well. Well, here's a like two and a half to three minute clip taken from a larger 60-minute broadcast on the Canadian Prepper channel on YouTube. I think it's pretty interesting, and maybe it'll set the table and inspire some calls on this particular topic. Then again, like I said, when the call's open, it is anything goes. I just want to see what you guys have been doing for a week. All right, here we go. Listen to this.
6: So what I conclude from that is that something high up in the Israeli government, I don't know who, I don't know what, and again, this is speculation, somebody knew about this, and allowed it to happen. I don't know if it was Netanyahu, I don't know if it was somebody else, I don't know if it was a traitor, but then you have to ask yourself the question, why would they allow this to happen? Why would Israel allow 1,000 Jews to be murdered and 150 Jews to be kidnapped when the purpose of the State of Israel is to protect Jews? That is the purpose of its existence. So why would they allow this to happen? Well, some speculation, and this was my father's speculation, I think it's incorrect, is that is an Israeli pretext to destroy the Gaza Strip and retake it and resettle it with Jews. If that were the case, they would have done that already. Gaza can be destroyed in, a, in 10 minutes. We have enough firepower to destroy the whole thing. So then what is the purpose of it? Well, if you think about this logically, America wants to go to war or the deep state of America wants to go to war. Whoever's in charge of it, Biden is the puppet whatever the deep state is, whoever's really deep in charge of there, they need a war to drum up support for themselves, to drum up support for the establishment, because what we saw after COVID is that there is a coalition forming of people that understood what happened there, and they are trying to disarm the deep state, and they need to distract us again with another hateful attack of something and get people focused there so so that America can lead uh, another war, and possibly attack Russia or Syria. So what we have now is the the American aircraft carrier Gerald Ford, the biggest uh, aircraft carrier ever built, the most expensive, the most most, uh, developed, sophisticated weaponry is now on its way to Israel's coast, and it just happens to be in the neighborhood. Uh, And what better way than to use Israel as a staging point to invade Lebanon or Syria and provoke Russia that way, get involved, get start some kind of war uh, to strengthen the deep state in the US.
0: So Okay, well uh, right there I'm going to say, very interesting, and I think that he's got a lot of the parts of the puzzle. And not to say that I understand the entire thing as well, but it's a little ridiculous to say that uh, Israel is doing the bidding of the United States. That is a little ridiculous. Uh, if there is anything going on here, there will be coordinated partnership movements. I, I I can believe that there is coordination. I do not think that this is um, this is being done so that Israel can do the U.S. a, a deep state a favor. Okay, um, it, it's it may, who who knows what the level of coordination goes. Definitely, there's the pathway through Syria to Russia it's all connected it's a way to it's a way to link all the wars together and expand the battlefield and and god knows what else but um i i think it's inter- i think that's an interesting thing i do so the, the the pieces are there in my estimation but i don't think that that is that's the hierarchy of things there's a couple more uh seconds here
6: so what i'm saying is this If Israel is going to call on its soldiers, on my friends that I know, on Jews, to invade the Gaza Strip on foot and sacrifice themselves, what needs to happen is that Israeli soldiers need to refuse orders en masse to invade the Gaza Strip. And this this is my thinking. They must not allow this to happen. This war, in my thinking, has to be won. There is a wound. There is a wound that is festering in the Gaza Strip full of blood it is a festering wound and it needs to be sealed that means Israel needs to win the war before the American aircraft carrier gets here to stage an attack on whatever they want to stage and we need to stop World War three before it starts by ending the situation now before America gets there
0: see that that's where that's where I get lost that's where I get lost and it's also a pretty keen observation and a very open-ended question as to why um, why it could be, why it could very well be that a, an event was allowed to happen that would only put uh, Jews in danger when the state is only there to protect Jews. I think that uh, it was always going, like you know me, I, I think that it was always created to become a, a place of constant sacrifice so that this would be um, milked to the very last end. And, and uh, and of course, we're only at the beginning of this. So I'm sure Gerald Ford has already gotten out there, parked somewhere. But that's what I have for you. That's what I have for you there. Just a little bit of opening thoughts. And uh, I'd like to take some of your calls and see what's going on with you all. Let's just take a really quick break. And when we come back, when we come back, I don't know I've got some stories from the audience I got some weird things a doppelganger story and I want to see what's on your mind from the weekend observations this and that that and this get your phone calls ready 914-200-0269 we will be right back
2: desperate attempt to fill 24 hours of programming, here's some bullshit that happened somewhere today. We've got some footage here of the bullshit which began just after 3 o'clock this afternoon when residents in this neighborhood were shocked to see this fairly common thing happening. An attractive witness described the event in breathless terms.
5: I went to my window
2: and I was like, whoa, there's some bullshit happening. That happened right over there. I'm an older man, so you can trust what I say. Authorities in special uniforms rushed to the scene to stand around while our cameras filmed them. Our reporter Keith Collins joins us now live from the scene of the bullshit through the use of expensive technology. Good to be with you again, Keith. We have a a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise, is that right? Yes, although why is unclear. Some say it's because of one fucking reason. Others say it's because of some other fucking reason. I talked to this random expert on the subject who told me this thing you're about to hear him say right after he points at a piece of paper. I spent my entire life attending the nation's most prestigious schools to talk about bullshit like this. I'm really just happy to be on TV. Now let's see if we can drag this out a little longer by showing emails written by some of our viewers. I once saw some stuff kind of like the shit you're talking about happen. I have nothing more to add. Another person says, I am angry that things like this happen. I get mad about every bullshit thing I see, so obviously a lot of opinions there to make this story seem somewhat meaningful. Oh, absolutely, Glenn. This bullshit has some broader implications. Here's a list of tips on how to avoid bullshit happening to you. And here's some footage of Congress. Yes, I see that. Well, thank you, Keith. Uh, let us know if there are any updates on this bullshit story from there. There's no way there will be. Very good. We'll check back with you in an hour anyway. I'm just some fucking guy. When we return, we'll look at live footage of a car chase taken from a helicopter and free associate about what's going on
0: conspiracy
1: who's that nifty new dream boat that has the dollies flipping their lid Somebody. it's Frankie. that's right
3: join your made in the shade host of quite frankly quite frankly streams live monday through friday
1: 7 to 9 eastern and everywhere you find your favorite podcast goose it on over for everything else, it's quite frankly not TV. Thank you.
7: woo, woo.
1: Do you have a T-Rex? Mm-hmm.
2: You
5: said you've got a T-Rex. What? Say again.
2: <laughs> we have a T-Rex. Why? Well,
5: <laughs> Do you, you have
1: a T-Rex? <laughs> Dr. Grant. My dear Dr. Sutherland. Welcome to Jurassic Park.
0: I want to hear from people what the hell is going on 914-200-0269 call in with whatever you don't have to call in about the war I just want to put that out there and I think that that'll I don't know hopefully it's the last I talk about it this week because I can't keep doing updates and your whole damn day is Taken up. Let's see. Let's take a call. Let's take a call. All right. What's going on, John?
3: Hey man, quite a, a quite a I uh, frankly there that was pretty cool, man. Jurassic Park, dinosaurs. That's so I knew that's what was coming
0: next. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It hey,
3: wasn't on my bingo card, but you know we need dinosaurs. I think.
0: I think that dinosaur dinosaurs would be great thing on the bingo card for 2024 if they came back.
3: <laughs> dinosaurs for peace. You know, they can, you know, secure the border, you know, fix everything.
0: You know, it's a great job. You, John, you know, There's that is a... Jobs. Hey, would
3: you like to say hello to my wife? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, she's running away. I know you do. I want to. Let p- me... Please city. put her... Oh, she's her. John,
0: right now. John, please put, put her, her on the, the phone. John,
3: on. put her on the phone. I'm trying to. She's peeing right now, so
0: she's too excited. I gotta wait. Wait, she's actually on the toilet?
3: Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm serious. i serious. so I, you, I, is there any fish in that pond up there in the in the Catskills? Is there what? Or wherever you were at uh the there around next to other, there any fish in that pond? I've seen the fish? pond picture. Yeah, yes, yeah there's uh, there's rainbow when you do your show yes. in the afternoon yes. or
0: something. Yes, there's rainbow tr- um, there's any fish? There's rainbow trout in the fi- in the pond, yes.
3: Did you teach
0: your girl how to fish out? Oh well, we, we cast a few lines, but nothing. We, we didn't get anything. And then again, oh, I, I, you
3: didn't get anything yet. All she was right,
0: she no. was doing it with her uncle.
3: No, she wants to say hello. Okay, let me. You okay. gotta say hello. She's talking about Zozo. She'll be done now. I okay, think let me talk to know. her. Let here me here talk go. to her. Say hello to
7: Frankie. No, no, it's no, no, John.
0: I'm just to see the dog. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello, hello <laughs> madam. Hello. This is Frank. What's your what's I'm, what's Dad, your name? I
7: can't go on that. Anna. Anna. Anna Michelle.
0: Anna. Let me ask you something. Your your okay. husband your husband is very very high energy. How do you do it?
7: Oh, I take a lot of drugs.
0: <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> how long how long have you been married to uh, to to John from Connecticut?
7: We met, and nine days later we got married. Nine. We've been
0: married for twenty three years. Wow. So tell so listen. Tell me something about tell me about those nine days because you meet. And then nine days later, less than two weeks later, you're married to John. What was it like? What no, it was, was
7: literally nine nine days.
0: Okay, yeah, less than two weeks.
7: Um, we had to, um, let's see, it was during when Am- Amstrak's was running around in all the mail, right? Okay. Remember, remember that? So
0: 2002?
7: 2001. 2001,
0: yeah, toward the end.
7: Yeah. So we were going to have, I don't know, we met and... It was – he pinched me and thought I was a hologram girl. You know what I mean? He pinched me to see if I was real. And it hurt, actually. Okay. And so I was actually going on a date with his best friend, and I was meeting uh, Willie for the first time. And I just knew, and he just knew that, you know, he kissed me across the table – at the bar we were at and the guy that i was with which you know we weren't in any kind of relationship we just sort of met also and he was like pulling my hair and, and willie's kissing me and it was so funny and then they got in a fight like i never knew guys fought over chicks and it was so funny because i had to like interrupt their fight hold it stop please stop i need my coat because willie and i had changed coats because his coat was warmer and, um, it was just,
0: <laughs> did, okay. So, so who did did, 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 tell me about the severity of the fight. Who won? Like, was it a oh, real fist fight?
7: It was like, old friend Tim is like way bigger than Willie. had him by the throat in the air and Willie, you know, they were fighting. I mean, cockfighting. I called it. I mean, you know, they, they were fighting over me,
0: but Willie John John, I, John, John, John Willie, he won. He won the fight.
7: Well, I told them to knock shit off, okay, You know, I, I was gonna kick their ass,
0: okay. so so, how many days later after the fight were you guys married?
7: Oh, nine days.
0: So then you just what? you, you went to the justice of a peace or or you went to a church. what what did you do? How did you or well,
7: we were we were gonna go get married with the big wedding and all that stuff. but everybody told us that we couldn't get married because of anthrax in Connecticut, anyway.
0: There's always okay? something. There was always something, yeah. Well,
7: so we're like nobody's going to tell me what day I can get married on. You're right. So we figured we were going to get married on a Monday cuz this was a I think a Sunday or Saturday. And no, it was a Sunday. And um so we figured he figured out we could go to Vermont and get married on a Monday. So that's what we did. We drove to uh Wilmington, Vermont.
0: It was and just, did you, you
7: would not believe this Frank. There was no snow in this town and normally this is a town full of snow at this time of year because it was in November and it was right after Thanksgiving.
0: Did you bring did you bring it, witnesses? Did you bring witnesses or did they have them no, for you? No.
7: The entire town had absolutely nothing to do. So the Justice of the Peace lady, she had a chapel in the bar in you know below the bar in a really nice chapel that overlooked the river in in Vermont. And the entire bar was our wedding party. And then the entire town threw us a wedding party, feast, food, fed the entire people. Uh, Mondays, meatloaf Monday. So, you know, that's what we had for our dinner. And everything was paid for. The hotel, everybody pitched in in the entire town of Wilmington. I think it's called uh, You. Washington, maybe Washington. Uh, wow. Vermont. Anyways, the whole town pitched in. Wow. I mean, guys that are construction guys that didn't have anything to do, they went and got their uh, Polaroid cameras out of their trucks that they're supposed to take pictures of the site. You know, they took our wedding pictures.
0: <laughs> well, Ann, uh, you said your name is Ann or Annie?
7: Well, I go by Hannah Michelle on your on your shows
0: when I log in. Well, Hannah Michelle, I got to say this is—I'm is, uh, glad I got you on the phone because this is a very, very illuminating. Uh, uh, what an amazing uh, story that is, and and it's been 20 years, and you guys have just been uh, du-
7: 23, 23 years duking yeah, it Willie out.
4: Yeah,
3: right, right.
7: Shut up! Just,
4: just just <laughs> having
0: a and having a blast for 23 years.
4: Well
7: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean okay. <laughs> <laughs> you only saw the Frank? You know, no, no, no. I used to train stallions so he's just kind of a Okay. I, I know how to train. Stallions.
0: Oh, so you know you know how to break you know how to break horses.
7: Well, no, training stallions is a whole nother, uh field of horse expertise. So
0: you don't have to break them?
7: well you have to make sure they don't kill you it, while you're training
0: okay them. got you cuz it doesn't sound like you've broken john too he's uh, he's he's, in, he's he's still got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, energy I'm, there
7: he has a lot of spirit but you know he's he's definitely someone you don't want to mess with but he knows like uh he really believes in uh Wearing the armor of God.
0: Well, Are you there? Oh, yeah, I oh, am. Yeah. Well, I, okay. well, you know what? I, I mean, I, I appreciate...
7: he's complicated.
0: Oh, he definitely is. And I'm glad that we got a little bit of background from you. But thank you so much for the call, and I hope that uh, we get you back on again soon.
7: Oh, and then another thing, right. since you're right there and you're talking about AI stuff, okay, you know that I worked at Area 51. The What? Area
0: Fifty One. No, like acts the actual place you had like clearance and stuff. You I were...
7: worked. I worked there at the Skunk Works.
0: You were behind the fence that everybody else gets shot at. Yeah. And okay. And what did you do?
7: I designed the uh, Joint Strike Fighter.
0: You really did. The... Yeah. Have you seen ever seen any alien technology?
7: I have been in the basements.
0: And you can tell me things uh, freely at this and I, point.
7: Well, the shit's on TV now, so the Blue Brook Project is on TV. It's a movie on Netflix or somewhere now.
0: Are there things? Are there um, things that to this day you cannot tell me? Still,
7: there's some things I can't tell you. Yeah, oh, okay. but I've seen things that you'll never forget. Like I believe in aliens. Okay, they are little, little, little guys. They weren't really kind of green. They were more pale looking.
0: Oh, so they you, were dead, you've but... seen the bodies?
7: Yeah, I'll probably get killed now.
0: Well, <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Because
7: <laughs> I'm a, laugh, a we're all joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Wow. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it is. Oh yeah, that's
3: it.
7: It's just. It's, well, well, uh... <laughs> Hannah,
0: Hannah, Michelle, I've got some more questions for you, but we're going to have to save it for another time because it's a shorter show tonight. Thank you so much for being out with me, though. Okay
7: yeah I talked to you one time a while ago because I wanted to make sure that he yeah. wasn't just
0: talking to some weirdos well, I am but a weirdo guys, all... yes i'm not i'm not I'm not totally normal but your your husband's on another level and thank you for co- calling in tonight all right
7: All right, love you Frank
0: all right love you too good night. I think the dossier just got that much thicker on John from Connecticut, okay. It got that much thicker. The dossier just got that much thicker. Wow. Open lines. Wow. (laughs) Nine days, huh? This has got to happen. Meeting John from from Connecticut, getting into a bar fight and saying, this has got to happen at least within the next 10 days. And if we can't get it done here, then we got to go to. And then to go to Vermont. And have the entire town be bear witness and actually put together a uh, that was probably better than most weddings can you imagine going to Vermont having no plan except I just want to get married to this guy or to this gal and then leaving Vermont having had a uh, the entire town hold you up on their shoulders my gosh all right now she said nine days she didn't say nine dates she said nine days, because I said, that's less than two weeks. She goes, yeah, no, it was nine days. Anyway, all right, let's take a call. Uh, welcome to the show, you're on the air.
5: Hi, Frank, how you
0: doing? I'm doing well, who's this?
5: Uh, this is Jen.
0: Hi, Jen, welcome to the show.
5: Thanks, it's great to be back. Um. I was listening to your last caller talk about, I guess, being in Area 51 or um, situations like that. Uh Uh-huh. As a child, I had been brought to islands off of Long Island, experimented on,
7: I think
5: it was different, um, I guess, different sects or or departments of the military. and. I made it a habit to uh, get into places where I didn't belong. So um, I had managed at one point, there was some, I, I think there's a very large underground facility where I managed to get on.
0: Hello? Hello? Oh boy, is this-
7: Hello. Is this
5: working?
0: Uh, yes. Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Is this Gen G?
5: Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, so were you? Uh, what do you mean? You were you were you were like personally sneaking around? Uh, oh yes. Places. I got into
5: a lot of places I wasn't
0: supposed to. So uh, where, like, where the Montauk project and stuff was, like Plum Island and Montauk, and is is that what you're talking about? Places like that?
5: I don't. I don't remember the exact names of the island. Um, I know that they were off of the island, off of Long Island.
0: Okay, I and would take
5: a. I would take a boat out and visit some of the islands. I don't remember exactly which one.
0: So what? So what, what was there? What did you see in your little Indiana Jones adventures?
5: <laughs> um, I guess it really depends which one. Uh, this particular one that I brought up to you, um, I had. Decide. I from what I understood about this craft um nobody could get it to function nobody could get it to open it was just as far as I knew it was dead um so I decided to go up to this thing and just kind of like you know poke at it and its door opened so me being the brat I was I decided to go inside and I don't and I remember touching the console and um I felt like I got sucked out of my body into the universe
0: so and, um, okay so let, let's the next so, thing I, let's sorry. stop let's stop there you so you you snuck into this facility and there was no
5: no you, I was I was already in the facility Um, I, I just was exploring it on my own I guess is the best way to explain
0: okay it. so you were brought in by somebody else yeah and while you Th- were that was routine while you were in there you were given you were given some free time, or at least you squirrelled away and you did you did a little a little of your own exploring, and you came upon this this uh, craft. You said, "Yes." A craft that nobody uh, up until that point had even had any luck in opening up the door. They didn't know how it worked at all.
5: To my knowledge, that was my understanding of it. Yes.
0: And you were able to um, I- interface with it, and the door opened, and you entered into the cockpit. And instead of the craft actually leaving, it was more of a vehicle to put you into an out-of-body experience instead.
5: Um, I don't know if that was what the vehicle was intended for, but I believe that's
0: what happened. Okay. Now, what happened... Well, a- after this concluded I mean you you were shot out of your body or so and you said you're you're out and about and you're doing your thing uh, how did this experience conclude obviously somebody had to wrangle you back in did you end up right was this on autopilot how were you were you taken out of the vehicle by force did you leave yourself what happened
5: the, the only thing I remember after being sucked out is waking up on the ground and I had been told that the craft opened up again on its own and that they had gotten me out. They, from what I remember, they said I was in there for six days before it opened up and they were able to get me out. And then they were not able to get it to open up again after.
0: So you were inside of this vehicle this, this this object for six days, but they had an, a physical account of the object being there at the base. The, the, the object never left the base, but you felt like you were somewhere else the, the, uh, no matter what?
5: To my understanding, it did not leave the base. It was just me getting out-of-body experience sucked out into somewhere.
0: Maybe it was a teleportation device.
5: I, I don't know as far as I know my physical body did not go anywhere it was just my consciousness that that went somewhere
0: how, okay so how do you what what sustained you biologically for that six days because it's it's a uh, it's possible to go on you know six days of limited food um, but especially water I mean you can't go six days without water so wh- what what sustains you biologically for that week
5: I don't know when I was taken out of the vehicle I went under a ton of testing and stuff like that but I don't remember very well, hmm. um, so I I really don't know. And and like I said, I was just told six days. I can imagine that they weren't always honest with me about things.
0: I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, you know, you well. Listen, Jen, always always very very interesting and thought provoking. Uh, maybe next time you uh, you you get through, we can get uh, another chapter of your uh, you know your possible interdimensional travels I would love to get a little bit more on that you said it sounded like you had more uh, more adventures to talk about but we don't have enough time for all of them tonight uh, thank you for the call thanks have a good one that's a well, that's something for you guys to think about and that's right in my neck of the woods well not, not it's very hard I mean if I crossed in a ferry it's a little bit that's like a four hour drive otherwise well Okay, well, who is going to one-up those two calls? Anybody want to try? 914-200-02669. Here's something for you. I got an email. This is a prophetic dream from Zan, signed Z. She said, Frank, here's the scene. It's the late night on the beach. My husband and I are on the third floor of a beach hotel. Next door are my husband's brother and his wife. Down the hall is our friend. Everyone is asleep. But both of us are awake, sitting on the balcony overlooking the ocean. We start to notice lights out on the beach, like tiki torches. That's probably white supremacists. Suddenly we realize that these, are f- these figures were amassing on the beach, each holding these tiki torches. They are perfectly lined up, all in black cloaks and hoods. I tell my husband we are being invaded. I'm desperately banging on the walls trying to wake his brother and his wife because they have the guns. In real life, they fully take advantage of the Second Amendment. I'm also trying to think of a way to warn our friend down the hall that we've been invaded. Question is, invaded by what? But it's too late, she says. They're already in the hotel. Oh, the hooded figures already in the hotel. These are the worst types of dreams. They're already in the hotel, and we are dead. I wake up. This was a dream I had maybe seven or so years ago, and it's always haunted me. I think, it's about, uh, I think about it often, and with the situation in the South and the recent events in my rational brain, they want to think that it is just ridiculous, but yet it's such a vividly scary dream. My intuition tells me otherwise, though. Are they here? Have they been here? With all the madness going on in the world, it's important to focus on faith, self, family, and close community. Good advice that you mention frequently. I love the Alaric show. My father's a military historian. I appreciate what you do. Take care, Z. My question to Z is, are they here? Have they been here? Who are they? You know, it's one thing to say I had a dream about the southern border and there was just a, you know, that just, just an endless flood of, of, of migrants, and they are all carrying machetes, and they are coming for, you know, whatever. But you're talking about hooded black figures on the beach with tiki torches. That's a little bit... That is out of, uh, you know, they're not streaming across in black uh, black uh, hoods and tiki torches at the southern border. It's a little bit different of a feeling there. Feeling's a little bit different. feel like we're in a different category here. So... That's what I would like to hear next. All right, 914-200-0269. I'm going to take a little bit of an intermission. When we get a short intermission, as you all know. When we come back, more of your calls and the super chats. And if we have any time, perhaps we'll do this really freaky doppelganger story. And if not, I'll just save it for another night because we have plenty of time to get freaked out from here until Halloween. And then through the rest of the, the winter as well. It doesn't just stop there. We take a little bit of a severe freakout break in December. I like just being nice and chill, and end of November too. Gratitude, gratefulness, hope. And then in December, and then January, we can get back into the, you know, the the horror. (laughs) The horror again. I love going from hope to horror. It's a good transition. We'll be right back.
3: It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button.
0: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah. Intermission.
3: Yeah, intermission.
2: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite
3: frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite
2: frankly. Quite
3: frankly.
1: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
4: Quite frankly. We all support. Quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly. Joe Brandon. Quite frankly. In Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get a Coke. Can I get a Coke?
0: All right, we're back. Did you guys see the actual footage of the guy in the reflecting pool at the World Trade Center? The 33-year-old who had a bloody ass leg and he just kind of saunters up to the edge and lowers himself to the point to the edge where he just falls in. You guys saw it? It's incredible especially that shot down the bottom when he finally goes under you see all the blood coming from his leg. We covered that story not too long ago. It was right around the time where Israel's 9/11 happened. And and then and then the video comes out like this is just weird. Just so strange. Talk about the projected images all right. Stostube is on quite frankly, super kicking it off for the new week with Jay Brits. Stostube says great Monday night, Frank. Glad you enjoyed the time away with family and friends. God bless brother. I did. There's a couple of streams on quite I mean, well, I actually on the quite frankly, YouTube, I did the, the streams from YouTube, um, the coffee streams and you can go check those out pulled in a good number of characters that you all love to see on the show. And then there is also um then there's more. Hold on, let me go to, let me go to Instagram real quick. I woke up to I think it was on Sunday morning or maybe like Saturday afternoon. I got this special delivery on my telegram from Al Gorbachev, who is a the one of the video producers for the show and, uh, and he, he cobbled together this little ditty. Have you seen this? Hold on. Here we go. Watch.
3: It's a rare condition, this day and age, to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find.
0: There you go, Adirondack Condition. (laughs) I I was so surprised when I saw that. It was cut so nicely. Um, Oh yeah, Aurora, I was looking around for Aurora and she was at her desk, a desk. She turned it into her desk, she was doing her work. And if you go, I don't know what time it is in in that stream, but I go up to her and I tell her, you know, she was doing production work for the show. I said, call Abe, can you call Abe? And tell him that we need more microphones and more headphones at the studio. She said, okay, she's a very good worker. One day I'll put her to work. It'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, Can you imagine Aurora as the call screener? Had all these years of talking about who would be a call screener, king, this one, that one. And then all of a sudden, I can see her doing that. And I also see her saying, no, I don't want to work for you. But why would she want to do that? She'd have a lot of fun with me. Okay, let's go to our Let's go to to some more calls and I'm gonna go into the super chats even deeper Let's go to the top On quite frankly uh, the rumble rumble rants clean. Jack says I can't believe Pence has another gay lover other than me I'm devastated. I'm sorry Jack Another jilted another jilted lover of Mike Pence he must be stopped. He must be stopped. Where is it? Okay. Jay Semmo says, Pussy Freaks. That's worth something. Yeah, well, they are. That's uh, that from the beginning of the show. We got one more over there. Then we're going to take some more calls. Jay Semmo again. Wow, what a show. Very intriguing. And WTF, I know. Sometimes that's what you get. The WTF you can't plan plan for. So I'm I'm happy that I'm always happy when it happens because it happens to me too. You know I'm excited and then I get doubly excited because I know other people are watching and they're probably having a good time too. Dark Heart Hemi says, "Replenish my wardrobe tonight." Question: Why are my boxer briefs in a resealable? I don't know. Sean Joe, thank you. Witchy Poo, thank you so much. Jay Brewskis, great to have you back, Frank. Great to be back, Jay. I love being away and doing all that with the fam. Um, but there's something about that that peace and that refocusing that supercharges me for the, the work still to be done and always to be done. Witchy Poo, and thank you for everything. Stone Roller, thank you for the shades. Cookies and shades all the way around. Let's take a call. Caller, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, my name is Mike. What's going on, Mike? Welcome to the show. How you been?
3: it Thanks, Sam. Pretty good. How about you?
0: Not bad. So what's on your mind tonight?
3: Hey, you know what? I was, I was maybe like trying to bring this back down to a sane level. I, you know, me and my wife were just talking earlier today about the, uh, the origin of the logo. And I, I haven't been, you know, I've been with Frank for a couple of years, maybe a couple of years now. I don't really know wait, what the wait, origin Michael. of the logo is, the Jester logo. Wait,
0: wait, wait. I'm wait. really curious about that. Oh, oh, the origin of the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, jester logo. Okay. I thought you said the the local. I said, well, the oath. Mm. The, the local is the origin. Uh well um, no, 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 yeah. Well the the, the the jester logo is it's a very specific jester. It's the stanzik portrait. It's the uh it's the, the 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 painting of Stangic. It is a uh of Polish Origin and is the, the depiction of this sta- famous court jester who is in a solemn state of Contemplation and mourning while everybody in the background of this party is having a wonderful time and you can see on the table next to him There is a not a telegraph but there is word from his hometown that it had been conquered and it had been destroyed in this war so I, I I it's very it's an it's an incredible painting to me and it got me to learn a little bit I I've, I've since forgotten the details of this particular you know uh conflict uh I think it's like 16th century or so but it it was just that imagery of the of the jester who otherwise is supposed to be this uh this almost like an, an impervious jovial um a figure who is in a state of shock and mourning while everybody uh in the background is is celebrating and it's just it's it's a wonderful uh wonderful disconnect and i think very very applicable to the times we live in so over time um actually i sent that that picture to a friend of mine and it wasn't mm. even had anything to do with the the um, the sh- the show at the time. And my, my friend Shannon cropped out a picture of my face from one of our old band photos and and pasted it right in there, uh, you know, just photoshopped it into the work itself. And I said, oh wow, that's amazing. And I said, you know what? Can, can you just huh. crop out the he- jester head? We're going to just use it as a watermark somewhere. And then now it's just I don't know. It, it just it'll always speak to the shows the show's energy. So it makes a lot of sense for me at least
3: yeah no okay alright I guess that may, uh, I mean that makes some kind of crazy sense um you know um I, I don't know just, just curious so that's cool
0: well I'm glad I'm glad that you uh, yeah, I'm glad when people call in and, and, and want to know but it's uh but yeah thank you so much for that man and uh, all yeah
3: of,
0: no I mean a great show man it's a really great show all right? we're really enjoying
3: the action right now so you know
0: I'm glad well all the best to you and your wife and call in again Mike I well,
3: man, I'll
0: see you. All right, take care. Where is it? Uh, where do we have? what is this? Interpreting Stangic. Well, first of all, here you go. there's the there's the jester. There's Stangic. on the on the uh, the table over there is the word is word from home. You can see how distressed he is. You can see that even the the carpet pushed back away under his feet just kind of staring off that kind of thousand-yard stare. And in the background, you see the revelry of everybody partying. It should be the other way around. It should be people who are And I just, I I love it. It's wonderful. And you can go into the actual military history of what's going on there. Um, It's actually right here. Stangik is a 19th century, sorry, not 16th, painting created by Polish artist Jan Matejo. I, I that's, that's going to be... The painting is currently housed in the Warsaw National Museum. Uh, it became one of the most acclaimed painters in Poland to successfully depict Polish history in a detailed and imaginative manner. Uh, the central character of the painting is Stanczyk, who was supposedly a famous court jester during the era of the Renaissance in Poland. Stanczyk is sitting in a dark room with his head bowed, and his appearance is unlike one would expect a jester, gloomy and deep in thought. This article would, de- and then it delves into the, the composition and what's going on there. Well, well, you, you can find a little bit of background of it. I think it's a really wonderful painting. And like I said, applicable. I think it'll always be that way. So while everybody else dances dances to the the, the projected movie, I think we uh, take a little bit more of contemplative approach to things. All right, let's take another call. 517, you're on the air. Who dis?
1: Uh, this is the holy, holy driver, I guess. Holy driver. Uh, from uh, last Monday's call in the only call in on Monday last week. You wanted oh. a follow up. I remember I saw the Holy Spirit. Oh yes, <laughs> driving a minivan. Yes,
0: I actually I played that call for uh, I played that call for some of my uh, my friends and family over the weekend. I said you got to see where this uh, this call took a took a took a turn i I gotta i gotta say though man um a lot of people were were puzzled as to i mean obviously like we said before uh jesus can drive whatever he wants but why (laughs) why was he why was he reading the bible while driving a it's not safe b he doesn't need to read the bible he knows the bible well
1: i mean that would be a question that has puzzled me Okay. Well, really, weird. the really strange thing about it is, I mean, the vehicle that I was driving was a 1988 Chrysler Voyager minivan, okay, you know, donated from a church that my grandfather to te- like attended. So uh, the weird thing is, is his van also looked similar to the make and model, and I guess you you know you can never you can never be too full of the living bible you know i guess
0: That's so okay right. so listen now listen I, I am extremely limited on time tonight oh what yes, what, what I, do you I'm what do you briefly what do you briefly want to um expand on
1: okay well oddly enough <laughs> tuesday night's guest michael collins mm-hmm. i sitting there watching and i tuned in at like 9 30 and i'm like looking at his name i'm going michael collins Mm. I'm listening to his stories. I'm like, why the hell, why the hell are these stories familiar? So I called up a mutual friend and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I'm like, Martinez is your, is your, is your military buddy? Is your, is your military brother on quite frankly? tonight. he's like, I don't know what's quite frankly. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Well tune in quite frankly right now. And he looked, he's like, yeah, holy shit. That, that's Michael dude. I'm like, no shit. Is his number still this? And I read it off to him. He goes, yeah, he talked to me just a couple of days ago. said he was going to New York for something. And I'm like, no fucking way, dude. What a small freaking world, dude. And, and I, I, that's why the stories sounded familiar. I'm like, what? I know this guy. Holy crap. Oh, really oh so, so you
0: personally know Michael Collins. Imagine that. So you met him, you met him <laughs> through your, your, your buddy years ago then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually. And, and I, Okay. texted him right away like it was like i texted him at like nine forty seven, and and he's like no way oh my god that's awesome like, what a trip i'm like you really want to trip frank out tell him you know the the <laughs> tell him you know the the call-in from monday night show that probably trip him out
0: wow well but there you go there you go the,
1: something the, the, that, the, real quick what i wanted to share was uh that last, was that wasn't what you wanted minute. to share I'm sorry. I can
0: call back later. Well, I mean, listen, if you can get it out in 45 seconds, just get to the point. Okay, it's so all you. I
1: was uh, last last winter, I was out here in my man cave taking care of um, some some gardening. It's already of going too long. Time of year.
0: It's already going too long.
1: And a, a moth flew out of my mouth. Dead of winter. I was in the middle of talking to a buddy of mine about some conspiracy theory stuff and then ended up talking about god and the holy spirit and, and I'm, you know testimonies that we had and as i'm talking i felt like you know a phlegm build up in my throat and i'm like talking and I'm like <clears throat> like that and as i did that i thought i hacked a loogie into my hand and i went and looked and it was a, a full-grown big-ass moth flew out of my throat and i have no clue how the fuck it got there and i look across the table at my buddy like did you just fucking see that moth fly out of me he goes i did but i don't understand how." But where the fuck did it come from? It's in the middle of winter. What, where that? That came out of my throat. What the hell? And there's the story. So I don't know. For wow. what it's worth.
0: Oh, oh, it was worth. It was worth something. I'm. I'm really happy. You, <laughs> thank you for that. There you go. Wow. Just when you think. Again, something told me. Just let him get the the punchline out. A moth flew out of my mouth. I just, all right. Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh! And to think he's probably not done with the stories. We'll see. We'll see what comes in next. Wow, tonight was one hell of a show, huh? All right, eight twenty. Eight twenty. Let's let's go and and see what else uh, is on the. I'm just going to make sure I stay on top of these super chats because I don't want to lose any of them. Delona sent over a ship. Thank you so much for Delona. That's over on QuiteFrankly.tv. I hope more and more people go over there and hang out on QuiteFrankly.tv because you'll be right there to be able to uh, accept the wonderful after-hours programming. Last night we had a little bit of fun with Abbott and Costello. Frankenstein, Invisible Man. It's a good time for Sunday night programming. All right, let's go uh, take let's take one more call, shall we? Let's take a call. Hold on. 347, you're on the air. Go ahead.
4: Hi, this is Donna.
0: Donna, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, Frank.
4: I got a, it seems like you're having a wacky night. So I had a story I've been dying to tell you. I was in motor vehicles back in the 80s. It's like right when I first got my driver's license. So it had to be about 83. And this lady in front of me had a military uniform on. And I guess the DMV, as they are, very helpful sometimes. No, I mean, not. Yeah. She was flipping out. You're not you know, doing what you got to do. She sort flipping out. She turns around and she said, you don't know who I am. I work for Plum Island. I could tell you things. You better give me my license. And I, and she looks at me. And I'm just a kid at the time. I, I, she frightened me. And she said, "You wouldn't believe what they're making on this island. They're pick people. They're breeding animals. They're making creations like you wouldn't believe." And I'm gonna tell everybody. And <laughs> it, it, I just always thought about it. I wish I knew how to research it more, but they're really making things on that, wow. that island. Wow.
0: So, so Donna, and, um, so Donna, i I just want to make sure I've got all this right. You're working at yeah. the DMV in the '80s.
4: No, I was just happened to go there. Oh,
0: I so you were online with everybody else?
4: Online, yes, yes.
0: There was a woman yep. in. You said military fatigues in front of you. She was. She yes. was. Yes, she okay. actually
4: looked like the old fashioned wick. She had a skirt on. It's a little pencil hat. Yeah. So she she's, there. In,
0: she's there. She's there online. Military. Online with you, and she's she's getting what is typical DMV service, especially typical in New York DMVs.
5: You better
4: believe it. Yeah. And she, must
0: she she's ahead of you. I got
4: something.
0: She doesn't like the service. It's taken forever. She's not getting the the response she needed and she started flipping out and the first thing she default she like when did she start going off about like you know it's one thing to say, you know, I'm going to I'm going to make a stink or this and that, but to start talking about how I work for Plum well, the first Island.
4: thing I heard her say was well, you know who i am right you, you see my credentials she kept saying her credentials her credentials and then finally she just like threw her paces and walked to the side she was going around you know being really angry and then i just looked at her I was like you okay and she just went off telling me all these secrets and
0: <laughs> oh, so she she wasn't Girl. telling she wasn't telling the person at the desk. She turned to you because you tried to comfort her, and yeah, and, yes. and and you gave nope. her you what, gave her what, an say out. Say
4: to them you don't know who I am. You don't know the things I know. You should really be helping me right now.
0: Yeah, you should really Let's be helping that. me. If you don't get my my uh, if you don't get my my driver's license worked out, if you don't help me with my passport, I'm gonna release the pig people. But, okay, so you gave her, so Donna, you gave her an outlet for her frustration, and while yeah. you guys were talking, she said, you have no clue, I work for Plum Island, they have pig people, they have what else?
4: Oh, she said, well, you wouldn't believe the creations. Anything in your worst nightmares that you think that they could do, they're doing. They're cloning, That's just went off and off, and, you know, it's been in my nightmares ever since. <laughs>
3: oh, Oh, I, oh, I believe on. it.
4: Especially now, these days, when you know, the things that we know now, I it's unbelievable. So, I, I believe one thing I've learned now I, I keep an open mind and believe almost everything these days. Oh, I believe it, <laughs> Frank. I love you, and um, I'm glad you got to go up there. That's Lake George in Saratoga's our dream. We were supposed to go there when Rob retired, and we had three grandbabies, and I made him stay here. He, He's very upset because well, that's where we were supposed to run
0: away to. <laughs> well, go go drive up. It's, it's it's. Yeah,
4: no, we do, we do. Oh, we you love do. It up there. Okay, good. Yeah, we, we wanted to tell you. We, I know you like your Stewart's ice cream, but if you ever get up there again, you have to go to Dairy House, H A U S. It is the best ice cream in Saratoga. Okay. The creamiest, and we are big ice cream fans, Robert and I. So, all right. Okay. Um, Donna from Staten Island, you know, you always got a a home if, you, if you're ever out this way.
0: Good, good. That's that's Robert you know,
4: sends you a little something every night.
0: Oh, I know, I know. You 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 guys are are amazing, and thank you, thank you, Donna, and thank we you, love you, Robert. You guys. Yeah,
4: and, hey. and everything's good now, Frank. My daughter's talking to me again. I get to see my grandkids. You know, wonderful. All of a sudden, things changed.
0: <laughs> well, hold on to them because you know we're 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 going up the uh, we're going up the the big hill of the roller coaster. 2024 you're gonna want to keep everybody close to you so uh, it's glad that that glad that that happened enjoy the holidays please keep in touch
4: okay love you guys
0: Bye. thank you love you too there's not uh if there was one borough that i would ever uh stay in it would be it would be staten island okay so cream what would you say cream house ice cream house ice house I haven't been to Saratoga since 2017. Went to Saratoga in August, either late July, early August 2017 for my buddy's bachelor party. Got an Airbnb up there. It was really great. Got to go see the, you know, uh, Benedict Arnold's boot. And um, I think that's the last time we went out to, I went out to bars Like, we went out to a couple of bars, and I was just like, this is exhausting. This is exhausting, looking at everybody around me. Everybody's just slugging drinks and, you know, dressed to the, you know, dressed. Everybody's trying to, you know, get laid. Like, oh, this is so exhausting. So exhausting. I was so happy when we went home. So we can just uh, chill out. Chill out on the front porch. That's the best part that's what I like, chilling. Can't, I can't do bar crawls anymore. Um, not for a very long time. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. Wonderful calls tonight. And you know, these, this is what sets it all apart. When you guys and gals just take a chance on me and call in and be a part of the show, I promise you, I'm a good driver. I'll take care of the rest. Just, just throw it at me throw it at me because look what we created here tonight thank you to all the callers um, and then of course we did a little bit before that tomorrow there'll be more now for those of you who are going to be joining us for book club that starts in minutes you have your unlisted link that is waiting for you either in your email if you are a subscriber to the show uh, a a sponsor of the show through quite frankly TV it is also posted on patreon and on Subscribestar or if you are a sub on Foxhole. Remember, Foxhole is the fourth way to become a sponsor of the show. It's that that you get into all the universal perks, which is the Sunday streams, um, bonus streams like Book Club. There's a lot more of that coming your way, and more, and more. So that's it for tonight. Tomorrow, we'll get another one in, and I can't wait to see you all. Yes. That's all for tonight. All the best. Good night.
1: I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Stostube and Jay Britz, and a wonderful group of callers on Rumble Rand. That's Jay Semo and Clean Jack. Yeah, two callers. I mean two, but there's three. Two from Jay Semmo, so it looked like it was three people. And hey, look at this. Look, a fantastic night over there on Quite QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. Powered by Foxhole. Go and check it out, because the after hours is about to begin. Have a fun, fun time with everybody, and I will see you guys soon. Good night.
2: You thought I was gonna say, uh, son of a bitch, didn't you? (laughs)
3: Will
7: you shut up?
4: Meow.